Thank you for joining us for the Friday edition of Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain and his wife, Elizabeth. Today, Robert and Elizabeth will continue tackling life issues from a married perspective. each other in a way that doesn't condone sin, but does honor all the aspects of God, both His righteousness and His grace. Zechariah 2.8 says that he who touches you touches the apple of his eye, which means that how I treat you is how I treat God. If I treat you bad, even in my thoughts, I've treated God bad, even in my thoughts. He who touches you touches the apple of his eye. It's important to remember that all humans are creations of God. As such, you're to respect them and treat them as the valued creations of your Savior that they are. Today, Elizabeth encourages you to be kind in your thoughts and actions. Strive to be a person that always shows the love and grace of Jesus. And here's Pastor Robert and Elizabeth as they continue their message, A Culture of Honor. I could hear she was right. I got to get a grip on that. What is that? Because I couldn't argue myself away from the fact that it was a necessary problem to address, but it didn't feel right. So, so that night when I came home, I began to just hear this, this term that I'd heard from YWAM, Youth with a Mission in Orlando, use it. They use it like an everyday term. And I didn't, hadn't really thought about it till that night when it began nagging at me, culture of honor. A culture of honor. We have cultivated a culture of honor. Everyone at that campus will talk about. And I'm like, how did they do that? And what does it mean? And so I began to, I, I was texting with them and asking them and pursuing it. What does it mean to cultivate a culture of honor? Because I know what they've wrestled with. I know that sin is not welcome. It's not a culture of cheap grace. And so that's what tonight is about. How can we how can we honor each other in a way that doesn't condone sin, but does honor all the aspects of God, both his righteousness and his grace? Zechariah 2.8 says that he who touches you touches the apple of his eye, which means that how I treat you is how I treat God. If I treat you bad, even in my thoughts, I've treated God bad, even in my thoughts. He who touches you touches the apple of his eye. So that's what drove us to this story again from, from John 8. So just let's read it in how the scripture, how God describes it in the scripture. I just like that interpretation of it where it's more storytelling, but this is how God describes it. From John 8 verses three through five. Then the scribes and Pharisees brought to him a woman caught in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, they said to him, teacher, this woman was caught in adultery in the very act. Like somehow they busted in on it. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such one should be stoned. But what do you say? What do you say? On one hand, 
She's caught. Is there any other hand to that? Is there any argument? There has to be because they're bringing it to Jesus. So I was looking at this from, from different, like trying to see it from different viewpoints. And if I were the woman, I would, you know, I'm like, this woman must have been dragged. If she was caught in the act, possibly naked or just wrapped in, in, a, in a sheet or something, through the streets where people are very, modesty was a big deal in Jerusalem. And my first thought as a woman is, well, where's the guy? Who was she caught with? She didn't do it alone. What, where is he? Does anybody care? And, and my old feminist is rising up like, what do you... And then I'm, I, I stand there with I this... I keep her under control most of the it's, time. It's not easy. Right, just so you know, <laughs> she's still in there kicking. Yeah, she is. I am not crucified enough. But... But we're working on it. But we were, well, scripture crucified me because I was wrestling with God. And God's like, I didn't tell you for a reason. It's not about him. It's not about him. Because if it was, he's the one I would have written about. But clearly it's not. So you can't deflect guilt to another. So that... That began to teach me, you have it here in your handout, honor is not blaming others for our situation. I was so quick to like, well, forget the woman, where's the man? And God is like, well, he's not there, so deal with her. Honor, a culture of honor is not blaming others for whatever situation we are finding ourselves in. That's a huge one. That right there arrests the feminist in me. But then from the perspective of the scribes and the Pharisees, I was looking at it from their perspective because that's what busted me in the first place and drove me to this. They were correct that this was punishable by death according to the law of Moses, which was a law God himself had given. They were right about that. So why would they even bring it to Jesus? If they were right and it was indisputable in the law and Jesus had not yet been crucified, why did they bring it to Jesus in the first place if they knew it? And, and that's where it gets so fascinating because Jesus knew the motives. It says in, in verse 6, this they said, testing, testing him, that they might have something of which to accuse not her, but him. This was not about the woman. She was just a pawn. It was about him. This, this was all about accusing Jesus, not the woman. She was just a pawn. She, she was just the means to an end. It was Jesus that they wanted to accuse. And, and, and that's where we begin to see just why this matters so much. It has to do with, with how the enemy operates, how, how the accuser of the brethren operates versus how, how Jesus operates in our world. And she's going to get upset with me here, but, you know, just <laughs> uh, we've been through this together separately, you know, I don't know, three times, whatever, but it just, it just hit me how, you know, so often we, we do want to shift everything over to somebody else. And, and, and we think, but, you know, but the law says, it's true. The law says that an adulterer should be stoned to death. You know, the, the law says if you're speeding, you should get a ticket. The law says if you park and don't pay the parking meter, you, you owe a fine. And I, I never realized until, you know, I started working with law enforcement <laughs> that even within law enforcement, the principle of mercy applies. That, you know, because I, I, I've been one of those guys. Listen, the guy passed me. Why are you stopping me? A guy just passed me. He must have been doing 100 miles an hour, you know, and the cop said, yeah, but I caught you. And... 
Like, that's not fair. It's not about fairness. And, and a lot of times we, we do that. You know, if, if well, if, if, if I don't get to do that, why does he get to do it? You know, it, and we deflect. We, you know, well, where's the man in this situation? And, and it's a good question. It's a good question, but we don't know. <laughs> Look at the contrast in this verse, Revelation twelve ten. Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, "Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of His Christ have come." For the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. So looking at the contrast, looking at how Jesus operates, how, how he you know, works versus how the accuser operates. On Jesus' side here, we, we find salvation. We, we, we find rescue, salvation, and strength. The kingdom of our God, the power of of his Christ. Now, you know, always remember when you're thinking of a kingdom, we usually think of a physical kingdom, but the, the, the rule and reign, the, the, you know, me submitting to him, his being king of my heart. Jesus said, the kingdom of God is within you, the, the power of his Christ. You know, as, as his ambassadors, that's what we're called to bring to our world, such as it is. Not such as we wish it were or as it should be, but such as it is. These, these things, salvation, strength, his rule and reign in, in my own life. You know, as we're talking about a culture of, of honor, we need to be looking inward at ourselves. What makes this really hard to live out is that people generally don't behave as they should. You know, it's... It's something that I wrestle with a lot of times as a pastor because it, you know, we, it's always easier for us to see everybody else's problems and faults, right? And, and so it, at times it's, it's like seriously tempting to agree with Satan, accusing the brethren day and night, casting them down. But honor is not blaming others for our situation or deflecting. It's not siding with the accuser, casting other people down. One may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. This verse is from the book of Ecclesiastes, and this is at the very heart of the vision for this special Friday edition of Main Thing Radio. Jesus, Pastor Robert, and his wife Elizabeth, a threefold cord presenting God's Word in a way that will inspire you in your own marriage and walk with God. Pastor Robert's vision is that through this fresh method of approaching God's Word, that husbands and wives will be equipped to face the world on a united front, as one team joined together by God, sharing the light of Jesus Christ with the lost and dying world all around us. Monday through Thursday here on Main Thing Radio, we share messages from worship services at Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. 
but today's message is unique. As you listened today, we're confident that you heard from God through Pastor Robert and Elizabeth. Well, that's all the time we have here for today. On Monday, Pastor Robert will be back with us teaching through God's Word verse by verse. So make plans to join us on Monday right here on Main Thing Radio.